Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Scott. And we're keeping you on the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by frustration, just in general. If you're, if you're frustrated, you're supporting the show. Um, it's actually supported by Electromotive Sound Co. You can go to electromotivesound.com. Um, you will not be frustrated with your tone when you get the Clone V3. That was pretty good. I like that. Yeah, we can go with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get, yeah. So um, I'm turn on my game just a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at there that. We, there we ooh, go. Ooh, ooh. Oh, snap. Okay, now uh, I'm too loud. All right. We're we're a good. little too loud. A little, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, we should do that. Who's a, yeah, the, the, the uh, SNL ladies who do the sweaty balls. Oh, how they're making fun of uh, NPR? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a little uh, aggressive there, Scott. Just, uh... <laughs> But this episode is also brought to you by listeners like you. Go to patreon.com slash effects loop if you want to be a supporter. Um, hi, Sarah Beth. Welcome to the episode. Whoops. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's just go on to what's new because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Oh. Yeah, I got nothing new. Let's move on. Actually, oh, I wait. played guitar for the first time in a while today. So that was yeah. actually, or not today, this weekend. So yeah. that felt great. It's been That's awesome. like a month since I've really played guitar. Very nice. I uh, I got the LT back. Hey. Well, or, or, or a different LT. Um, that just actually landed today. I'm really excited about that. Like, as in, it, you just updated it. And I don't think you've really got a chance to play with it yet. I played I played a few things because now I have an expression pedal, so I went wah crazy. So because I like the wall. I mean that's fun. I love yeah. that for you. I also uh did some uh Manuel labor yesterday and that was fun. Mm. Yeah, I moved a lot of sheetrock. Yeah. And then I had to fight to get paid my cash under the table money. So not physically fight. It wasn't like fight club. Like, Oh, only one person gets paid. But yeah, it, I mean, do uh, you think you would do that again? Do you think I would do that again? Like, like that's a legitimate question for you. Would you no. do a cash construction deal like that again? No, no. Was it because of the work or because of them dicking you around with payment? Um, a little bit of both i would change i wouldn't agree to something without knowing the full extent of what i was agreeing to mm-hmm. um which that's what happened you know oh we're moving this much sheetrock okay and then we get there and it's uh instead of like just one panel of sheetrock everything was doubled it was a double panel that's the way it was and then there was wait also- like you were picking up two panels of sheetrock at the same time yes we were we're having multiple people have to pick it up because it's also it wasn't uh eight by four sheetrock which is the most common mm-hmm. it was 12 by four so the problem was was we could it was hard moving it without the middle flexing too much we didn't want to break the sheetrock oh so then you were moving two at a time we were moving two panels a total that were about 150 pounds and it was one person on each end we had and then oh because it was five eighths like two five eighths panels or was yeah. it half inch 
half inch. Oh. So, um, and then we had to move it into the house, which it, it was supposed to be a ground level house, mm-hmm. but we had to go upstairs to get into the house. Oof. So it was not, if you have, if both ways to enter the house require stairs, I don't consider that ground level. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, it, what, is then, it, what is it like the, in France, I think there's a ground floor and then there's a first floor. Well, yeah, and there's a lot, I mean, a lot of hospitals are like that and stuff like that. Like, but yeah. it was, it was definitely not, the job was not as described. Um, it would, the issue with getting paid make it, made it a real pain. But like I said, I mean, I might, I might do it again if the opportunity arises and it's a different scenario with different people. I will not do the same thing with the same people. Yeah, that contractor sure. like disappearing and not like, well, you having was, to threaten them to like, hey, if you don't pay us, we're gonna like mess well, stuff up. Well, it, we weren't even gonna mess stuff up. What we were gonna do is, is the fact of they kept making a big deal about us covering up because we had a huge storm rolling last night, a lot of wind, a lot of rain, and, yeah. and there was still three pallets of sheetrock outside, and all it was, oh, you'll get paid. Is everything covered? You'll get paid. Is everything covered? And so I finally told him, I'm like, everything's about to be uncovered if I don't get paid. Man, weird that they suddenly moved once you did that. Yeah, and they're oh, you don't have to threaten. I'm like, uh, I'm get, I need to get paid, one or the other. So, and then uh, I mean that guy, they left you alone. Like there wasn't even like a staffer with you. And the, but the problem, and yeah, and and so, and the the issue came out to be, so the the contractor that ended up finally paying me mm-hmm. actually reached out to the guy who reached out for other people so pretty much the contractor reached out to this guy and mm-hmm. was like hey can you help find some people and come to work and then he the main contractor left us under the impression that the guy that con- that you know we interacted with mm-hmm. was the person paying us that was a thing mm. and so because the contractor was like oh well i thought we weren't paying you until the job was done it's like no dude we were asked to come out here for a day we came out oh well i wasn't I was told that you guys weren't getting paid till the job was done. I was like, well, I don't know who told you that. I was like, mm-hmm. but you set us up for a job. You set us up for failure. We did as much as we could. We need to get paid. Yeah. So it was a whole big fight, but honestly, it's one of those things. I got my money and I'm done. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you got the money and you can move on. Finally, it would really suck if you got stiffed. Yeah. Anywho, let's talk about what's new. Because we got a lot. You, you already asked me what's new, and I said no. And well, then you were like, new. I got the I'll LP. And then you got that. What's, so what's do you want to get into some news? news? Yes, yes. What's new in the gear world? All right. Well, like, let's speed run here. Because uh, you and I are doing a nasty habit now of, like, I think we're going to be more like every other week more often. But, yeah. uh, so there's more to talk about this week, particularly. And first off is the Echo Fix unveils the EFP2, a top quality spring reverb for players serious about making a splash with real springs. Did you look at this thing yet? Um, yeah. Nuts. I love, so I am a sucker for analog gauges. Like that, yeah. it has a needle on the front that bounces when, like, your signal level. I love that. 
I really love that. But uh, yeah, it is your. Yeah, how much is it? Uh, expensive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me scroll here. Oh well, no, no, it's it's two hundred seventy five pounds. I mean, that's three hundred some dollars. That's not horrible. No, I mean, um, for, for one of it's. I mean, it's real springs in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not horrible. It no, and cool. I mean, like, let's talk about like what else has a spring in it these days. Um, you have the Anna sounds, you have the Game Changer, and all those are way up there in price too. Um, obviously, it's not a twelve-inch spring tank like on an amp, right? Like it, these are yeah. shorter springs, but it's a completely analog signal path. Um, there's two foot switches, one for a bypass. Um, and the other for a direct on and off. So you can use it, um, as an outboard effect, um, as well. Um, naturally, uh, the questions of does it drip come up? I haven't seen Ryan Burke get his hands on one of them yet, but that could also just be me not being on YouTube. Um, looking, looking forward to him looking at, cause he's, you know, our spring reverb aficionado. Yeah, of course he is. He did, he does I mean he, that's his thing Does that is his thing through and through so uh looking forward to seeing that yeah very nice all right N- next next up Tisa electronics already has more three more amp work preamp pedals ready I mean so how, got, how long ago did uh, the, the first three come out a couple months if that I don't even think it's been that long I think it's been yeah. like a month month and a half well that's why I said if that yeah so <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. You got a list. Read them. What are they going to be? Uh, you got the dual wreck, the 550, and the Jim's 800, which is a Marshall, a PV, and a Mesa boogie. You got the JCM 800, 5150, and dual wreck. I want the 5150. Like, so I don't know. I love, I lo- I'll always love going for the Eddie Van Halen tone. I just, I it's it's a tone that I grew up with. I mean, the dual wreck, but all three of these are like right up my alley dual rec kind of gets me that dave grohl thing going on mm-hmm. and then the marshall one of i mean my favorite drive pedal is a blues or is a um a blues breaker i love i love a good marshall tone i love a like edge of breakup marshall almost still clean which is most people don't like that but that's a thing i like this is phenomenal like just good on tc electronic for making such killer stuff so all coming in around 150 right and they do the um they have a DI on them or the option to do a curated Celestian IR. Yeah. Uh, headphone output, everything there. Um, let's talk quickly here. Um, the Iridium came out how many years ago? About four or so. And kind of revitalized the pedal amp thing. Like, obviously, obviously we have the TC or not TC electronic, um, Tech 21 era. Yeah, of the sand but tape, was, right? But but that wasn't as mainstream. They weren't as mainstream, and they did amp sim, right? But they didn't do IRs, which really, to me, I think is the differentiator here. I'm not. I'm. I. You mean you mean cab sims? Yeah, they did cab sims, yeah. but they didn't do the Impulse IR right. style of cab sim. Because mm-hmm. you can argue it's a capture or whatever you want to do with the IR thing, but right. It's a it, it's a much more it captures much more of the EQ nuance and that kind of stuff. It's um, it's it's close to the same thing, but just progressed. 
yeah, I mean, any EQ can be expressed with an IR. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's a rabbit hole. Let's not dive down too far here. Um, this is the high gain series. This is what, yeah. And what, what's interesting is, so we had the ACS-1, we had the Iridium, and everyone has been sitting there going, oh, when's the high gain one coming? Right. And TC Electronic drops it so fast after getting their other line out. It's actually really interesting to see that happen so fast. If 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 Tony DeGraw did not have the quad cortex, I could see him being all over these. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've got my LT now, but I still kind of I would still like this. Like I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm all for this. And I I really think TC Electronics is just and the price point, $150. That is amazing for people to go direct for a cheap, like uh, uh, an, an inexpensive. And way. I think, I genuinely think these are going to do better than their Vox um, Fender and Marshall ones because they're entering an empty market. If that makes sense. Like the Vox Fender uh, one has already been made. Mm-hmm. by multiple other people so the market's already kind of saturated there yeah i so i also wonder does this mean suddenly we might trickle out that other iridium that we've been begging for you know so i'm curious to see how the market reacts to this but this is cool and i can I was, see a lot of people loving these i've you know that's the thing like i feel like the iridium could really they could do in a like a a, a high gain iridium or they Even, kept saying a high gain one or a big box one that has everything yeah. in it. Um, that would, that, oh, I mean, that's that's honestly what I thought. I thought that they should come out with a big box one. Like, like imagine if that would come totally destroy the Tonex or not destroy it, but like that would be head to head with that. I mean, the appeal of the Tonex is it's affordable, right? Right. But right. you get everything. Um, and that, it sounds and that, good. That's the issue. But that's kind of my issue with the Iridium is the price on it. I mean, how much are the Iridiums? 400? 400, 450. The, the price might have gone up and since my memory locked on to a price, right? And you, and you get and you get three amps. Mm-hmm. And like... But then UA came out with like single amp ones for that much. Yeah, but that's But you're also, also watching them sa- put them on sale so fast, so... Well, I mean, UA has that thing going for them where they do have brand recognition for high quality sound. And so does Strymon and so does Walrus. Whereas TC Electronic kind of struggles when the price goes up. Look at what happened with the plethora. We all went, ooh, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, well, the, pl- the plethora with for me was really the size. They made a smaller uh, one. No, they should have had the same amount of switches on a smaller one that's like with the flashback x4 it's gigantic mm-hmm. it really is a gigantic pedal Th- like the flashback x4 has amazing delays in it amazing mm-hmm. i could not i had it on my board at one point and then i got a timeline and i was like like i always thought the timeline was bigger because my brain the timeline is smaller than you think right that's the thing like but in the x in the flashback x4 the large form factor t-selectronic pedals are bigger than you think sometimes mm-hmm. like well the ditto x4 all the x4s i mean the the pedals of size thing i just i i think pedal boards are too packed for a lot of people these days that like you can't get away with the bigger form factor even when you shrink them so like 
when right. the DL4 Mark II came out, we were all hyped about it, but it doesn't seem like that's really caught on. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting. I feel like that one hasn't caught on caught on in the world that we live in. I could see it happening more in the. I mean, think of like the DL4. Like, whenever the DL4 was losing popularity in the praise and worship world and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it was still huge in a lot. I mean, it was a. It was a. How many gigging musicians used it? Tons. Mm. Like that's the thing. I feel like the. I, I don't know. I feel like the 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 tough part with the DL4 Mark II is the fact that you can get a stomp. Or you can get uh, an HX effects and get pretty much the same stuff. I mean, you can. I mean, but you can get a DL4 Mark II for less than two fifty now. So, can you? Yeah. A nice. Right, anyway, we we went on a tangent there talking about everything, but that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, good job. Yeah. Um speaking of pedals that are way too big, Electro Harmonics has gone the complete opposite direction. Uh so last week or last episode we talked about the Pico Pog. Now the platform has come out in the Pico size. Um so now they got a compressor in the mini size. Four knobs on that small of a pedal. This is actually pretty cool nice uh price wise this is 300 or sorry 139 uh much more affordable or fairly affordable um there's a lot of also theorizing of what's coming out after this uh particularly are we going to see a holy grail in the pico size maybe a strong small stone maybe a soul food a smaller stone (laughs) Pico stone. Pico stone. Pico stone. Um, oh my gosh, can they do a Pico de Gallo? You made that joke two weeks ago. Did I really? Yes. I've slept since then. Anywho, <laughs> um, so how much is this running for? What did you already say? I also oh, already said that 139. I, okay, I'm sorry. I I, I have work texting me. Um, I'm trying to. <laughs> I, but yeah, anyways, um, this is. I, it's great. I don't mini compressors. Particularly since a compressor's old pedal, a lot of people just leave on. Yeah. Uh, See more compressors go in the mini format, especially when they're not like an optical and they don't have all the crazy stuff in them. Um, the, the blend knob is still a great thing to have on there. Yeah. So you've got volume, sustain, attack and blend, attack and blend. And then there's a button. I can't read the button type. You can type. change the type. What are the two? What are the types? Where's the list? Give me a list. Um, oh, wait, wait, what's, yeah, let's see, what, what types can you pick, um, hard knee and soft knee, so, um, explain what they're trying to say, the knee is when the compressor kicks in, okay, it changes the, the ratio of things that are coming in and out, right, um, so hard knee, soft knee is how that transition zone, is it abrupt or not? Hmm. So some people might like slamming a compressor and hearing that thing. Some people might like it to transition. So. Mm Hmm. All right. Sonic Cake. Sonic Cake. Sonic Cake releases new affordable guitar multi effects pedal, the Matrobox Two or Matrobox. Matrobox. Why does the picture just look like it's photoshopped? Um, you know why is because this pedal looks like a lot of other pedals you've seen before. 
Yeah. Like if I told you this was made by newer or Donner or uh hot tone, you'd believe me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this comes in at $229.99. Um, so very affordable in the multi-effects world. You've got 63 amp models, 93 bit different pedal sims, 61 onboard cab simula simulations. Uh, you can have 15 impulse responses that you can custom upload. You can have up to 10 simultaneous tones so that's more than a stomp or a, a pod go 99 presets to try out of the box from the factory with 100 more for user um you've got headphone out aux in usb connectivity for recording also supports midi and it has 100 drum rhythms and a 90 second looper so all in all on paper it sounds like everything i need yeah. And it's got three buttons, uh, a few different knobs. I'm wondering, is there a touchscreen on this? Mm. The layout looks like it should have a the The screen display is, has touchscreen-esque things, but it might not yeah. be. Uh, also has a built-in expression pedal. Uh, is that stereo out? I just... More info, go to Sonic Cake. I just like that there's a hundred drum rhythms. What are you, what else can you ask for? 101? That's insane. Um, the bright color screen could certainly help with that. It just says color screen, doesn't say touch screen. Hmm. So I'd assume it's not a touch screen. That's too bad. All right. Well, that's cool. All right. Major Speaking box to. Also has a desktop editor. Come on, Neural, get your act together and release it. I found a backside. Um, so you have aux in, oh, why is it blurry? Come on. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Zoom, let me zoom in. Sonic Cake, um, I've collaborated with you in the past. I love your stuff. Um, it has an effects loop mono effects loop from the looks of it um it can do stereo out and That's does cool. midi via the the smaller eighth inch jack hmm. aux in also has an expression pedal in so there you go wonderful i talked too much about this pedal that no one's gonna buy all right yeah Anywho, speaking of pedals, no one's going to buy except maybe me and Philip. Uh, Origin <laughs> Effects has take took, taken the Halcyon. I'm, I'm guessing that's how it was pronounced. If you remember, they had the Tube Screamer with the adaptive yada yada. Um, they released the Halcyon Gold, which takes on um, all, a lot of the same feature set and form factor, but now it's gold and it's a Centaur flavored version. It's a four. It's a four knob centaur. Yeah, it's got two switches. Yeah. So um, there's some different. You can do the straight kind of clipping circuit, or you can do their adaptive clipping circuit. Uh, which, if you remember, it's like the harder you play, it's like an envelope. Like the harder you yeah. play, it acts a little different. 
So mm-hmm. it's not like the harder you play, you get the same EQ curve or you're, you're hitting the same clipping circuit. This has a little bit different. So, um, I haven't had a chance to actually play with it. So it's, it's on my to-do list. Yeah. I just didn't want to buy a new one and play with How it. How much are they now? They're not cheap. These are 250 wow. pounds, which I don't know what that turns into in US 275, dollars. 300. Yeah. It's getting expensive for a drive pedal. It does, but people pay that much for a KTR. Yeah. This thing better drive me to the store and back. (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Um, It's also, I think it's the cheapest pedal Origin makes. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. Um, So I want to try one. I'm interested. Obviously, I like Klon circuits. Um, I'm curious what the adaptive does to the feel of it. Yeah. Uh, I also believe it's buffered bypass, so it's true to, you know. Oh, there's something that's not on here. I don't know if you added it. Hmm. It got announced today. Oh yeah, we have not talked about that yet, but uh, go ahead. I added it. It's on there. All right, we'll go. We'll add, we'll do that last. Okay. Little. Uh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Earthquaker uh, Devices has presented presents room hall and plate reverbs in the ledges tri-dimensional reverberation machine i don't know if they've done a a reverb pedal like a a normal reverb pedal am i wrong i don't know um at 199 dollars fairly affordable um it has six presets in it um well they, they had the ghost echo at one point yeah, but it wasn't was that more of a weird echo? No, not really. I mean, I used it for traditional echo sound. Pretty traditional, okay. Yeah. I feel like Earthquaker has been pushing the more traditional pedals lately. Am I am I off in that kind of read? No, I think that it's a good uh, plan for them because mm-hmm. they've been in that weird thing, like the multi-dimensional, re- like re- the multi-dimensional reverbs and stuff like that, where we're getting like crazy with the slow and what was the other one um i mean honestly earthquaker was kind of like i I think i mentioned it either the last episode or a little bit was kind of reminding me of the whole um what's what's the company that we always talk about with the sliders old blood noise endeavors old blood which we know the history there but like i think you're confusing walrus and earthquaker in your brain right now. damn it i am no, because the slow is walrus. Earthquaker is like the dispass master, I, yeah, and like the yeah, rainbow yeah. machine, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, they, no, they they've I, done weird stuff, right? For or like yeah. I know them for the weird stuff, and then like the plumes took off. Yeah. Okay, but the ghost echo was Earthquaker, so okay, that is correct. Everything else was totally fucking wrong. I know Phillips probably over there like pulled all of his hair out if he had a fedora he would have thrown it <laughs> who uh i don't know if will or phillips the big walrus guy though is he no just the fact that like I said kyle mcintyre is probably mad at you no just the fact that i said um oh things that are wrong yeah yeah philip feel free to post your list of uh corrections uh, in the group yeah 
I'm sure we'll get a lot of them. Uh, all right, so the, this is the thing. This got announced today, so we recorded a day late. Thank you, panic attacks and anxiety issues um, for pushing. And just computer problems and everything. Like we everything. Yeah, we, we tried to record yesterday. We got the pre-up done yesterday, but it, it, it was just the world was against us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so today announced JHS Pedals is resurrecting the Ross Electronics brand, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was great the way they did it too. Cause I mean, and Josh Scott, historian of the guitar pedal, um, they released a whole long video of the history of Ross Electronics and talking about how there's a Kansas City history there. And so by JHS now being a Kansas City um, company, it's kind of a fun collaboration of them rehashing um, this brand in, in memory of, you know, the owner who has since passed um they're keeping the the brand name they're keeping the old box look they're just bringing back old circuits yeah and 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 they're they're you know this brand was an industry standard for the long time for a long time yeah everything's everything's two knob it's simple this was you know and that's one of the things they talked about in the movies or not the movie the release which was seemed like a movie um i mean they actually called it a documentary yeah But uh, yeah, so you got the Ross compressor, which is a classic, um, and probably their most famous, or the Ross distortion, maybe. But um, you have the, the Ross chorus, yeah, distortion, fuzz, and phaser. Phaser. Um, and you know what? I'm just gonna put this out there. Phaser is orange, chorus is blue. That fits my colors. Hmm. So there you go. Um, what do you want to? What else do we want to say on this? Do we? What? Where are the prices? Um, about one hundred eighty-nine dollars. That's reasonable. Yeah, one hundred eighty-nine dollars for the you know for each one. It's quite reasonable. And and the best thing is, this is a smart move. They're, they're all the same box. Yeah, you just paint them different colors. Paint them different it, colors, but in different guts. That's screen it. printed um, yeah. labels. So. pretty pretty cool and th it's a good enclosure it's a robust enclosure oh yeah i had um i had the black distortion hmm. phenomenal so anywho we're gonna keep moving on now we're getting into the guitar list yes we are oh my gosh leo fender's lost guitar design the gnl espada es yeah which has been reborn with one significant tonal twist and it looks ugly it's a single cut with a little more curve yeah i don't i don't like the how long the metal uh plate the control is. plate because it control now it plate. follows basically the entire bottom curve it's That's it's definitely not a telecaster like you look at it and you're like mm, it, it has ceased to be a telecaster it's a single cut um if reverend made this shape i'd believe it um so they come with a um humbucker version um and i believe a, a single coil version right i don't uh, know the other one's a humbucker as well it just doesn't look like it. no, it's, it's, it's a zebra, a zebra. Yeah. yeah so there's a covered one and a zebra uh and i believe one of them is active I, okay so i kind of dig the black one that one works a lot better. 
I don't like the burst one. The, the, the black works with the big control plate really well. It does. I, I definitely dig that one. Yeah. That one looks good. Yeah. Um, so these are coming in at around $2,100 and $2,200 respectively for the regular and then the active. Um, so they're, you know, American made prices uh, for. Um, they have a, a GNL saddle lock bridge instead of um, a more traditional or a Telecaster yeah. style bridge, right? Yeah. Um, block inlays, rosewood fingerboard. I, I dig the block inlays. Block inlays the block, are good. If if honestly, if the um the the white one, I don't know what color they're actually calling it, but uh or the cream colored, I don't the, know. The the Off-white. vintage white. Vintage white, okay. Um I definitely if that pick guard was more traditional and the plate didn't go out so far, I would dig that as well. I I think yeah, some playing with the pick guard colors on this could really make this model work. Yeah. Like a torque guard on those bursts. Yeah, I could, I could, you could talk me into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, I'm just not doing the burst in general, I guess. All right, let's move on to the next thing, though. Fender Custom Shop California Streetwoods Collection. We're from the streets. It's it's sourced from Street Tree Revival. Yeah. So is this the calendar guitars, basically? I don't know what the calendar guitars are. You know how like the custom shop makes a calendar every year, so there's twelve guitars, and they make a calendar out of all of them. I didn't know that. But I've had that calendar multiple times. I feel like we talked about that on the show, but I did. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, so granted, these are these are kind of the the grand models made by the master builders. So let's just run down. Um, there's a Cabernita Elm Top made by uh, Dave Brown. This is probably the most acceptable one. <laughs> I actually kind of like it. I dig it. I uh, don't know, man. I, I People are going to hate this next one. The Cedar Telecaster NOS. Um, where I dig it, it. It looks like a coffee table turned into a Telecaster. I, I still dig it. I <laughs> like it because I love the, um, the pick guard. So a lot of these are just plain woods. So the next you got the Ficus Stratocaster, which is a single humbucker strat. By I don't hate these, man. I really like these. These are actually more tasteful than you think. Um, yeah, Shaosugi Band Redwood. Yeah, Esquire. Oh, that's that's cool. You know what that reminds me of? It's very seventies esque. You know the guitars that were like a bunch of uh, skateboards stacked up. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that guy in a while. Yeah, but they kind of kind of had that like purple and green hue to it. That's what this reminds me. Of. I, this one's classy. That one, I think that's my favorite. There's a Himalayan cedar P bass Journeyman. Um, Very cool. Yeah. I love the I love the dark knot in the wood right there at the bottom horn. Um, a a disappointingly named Shamel Ash Telecaster could have been a Sam Ash could have been a sam ash yeah um this one's more traditional than any of them the neck i don't know what's what's up with the mm-hmm. neck what is what is that um, I'm, I'm trying to read really quick it's very dark uh, it doesn't even say what it is okay. it could be um it could be maple that they just really roasted yeah it could be, yeah. 
Um, oh. They also use the ash to make a green tea strat. I don't really care for that strat that much. There's a bookmatch telecaster where bookmatching is where the they cut the grain in half and then fold it out, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's the blonde rosewood telecaster thin line, which has a nice little sap line through the middle of it. Gorgeous. That one looks. That one actually, I, I don't know. That one actually looks like one of those guitars you'd see on Facebook for 150 bucks. That was made by a local guitar guy <laughs> who builds guitars. Yeah. Um, there's a quilted maple telecaster, which you've seen quilted maple before um yeah. roasted ash and elm precision base there's a redwood telecaster that 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 uh, roasted ash and elm precision base should have been fretless mm, i agree yeah all right redwood telecaster that's redwood cool. telecaster and then the silver maple telecaster which looks like the Jap- when they did the japanese photo flame yeah kind of looks like that um you know these are all 10 to twelve thousand dollar guitar so yeah go grab a couple good luck have fun good luck getting one they're probably all sold diaz do you want to take a stab at butchering this next artist's name um wait hold on next artist which one am I? oh wait hold on i'm on the wrong thing the the fender signature model uh juanez could be i sold everything i had to buy my first fender Today we have a Juanes Stratocaster, J U A N E S. So Juanes sounds right. I kept, you know how like or your Juan? brain misses words. Yeah. I kept thinking Juarez because oh, I saw yeah. an R and seven N. I'm gonna look it up, Juan. Um, so it's an HSS Juan- Strat. Juanes, yep. I was right. All right. Uh, he's a Col- Colombian sing- uh, guitar player. Mm-hmm. Don't know him terribly well, I. Uh, but that's you know me being yeah, in my bubble. Um, HSS Strat. Yeah, HSS Strat Maple f- fingerboard uh, has this kind of silver finish with a white pickguard. Um, compound radius ten to fourteen inches with a deep C profile neck. Um, it's got a, it's got a two point tremolo, but with the like older style saddles. Hmm um deluxe tuners medium jumbo frets if i recall correctly it has the mid boost circuit okay so you got like that um basically a little bit of a also has s1 switching um can be tweaked via the second tone knob which serves as a boost control hmm. one master tone pot five-way blade selector uh, how much it's like how much is it like two grand 2300 yeah yeah i sold everything i had to get my first fender sh- to buy my first fender now you can do the same <laughs> yeah not not a cheap option necessarily but doable yeah all right well, but Shergold, on uh, on the other end of the price spectrum yeah share gold share gold has a new guitar series called the telstar and we're surprised at the price um this is a really cool t style but it also has like the firebird hump down the middle so it looks like it's a three-part put together i don't know if it actually is or not like the firebirds are um these are going in for around 400 dollars. very affordable i like them i really like this look i I love the no 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 don't give me that what is that, is that like a daphne blue daphne blue and there's, there's a gold ah, like a champagne gold 
Yeah. I I think it looks really good with the the raised center block. Mhm. I, I like the I like that they did the upper horn um pickup switcher too cuz then mm-hmm. it just kind of brings that Gibson-y look to it. Um and then it's got Filtertron style. Was that a door opening at your place? That was a door opening at my place. Thank heavens, because I was getting scared because I heard uh-huh. it so clearly. I looked and my door didn't open. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, this is, I saw this at the beginning of a movie. <laughs> it was not good. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, the race center block. Um, it's, it's, it's a pulling from so many different styles. But it's doing it well. Uh, yeah. Tasteful. Um, I haven't. I need to look at the it, headstock. It's got a slight offset okay. to like the carve heads. if you look at it. Yeah, it's. I look. So the top horn does protrude a little bit farther mm-hmm. than normal and has that kind of uh, firebird feel up there. So, yeah. Yeah. I. Ah, man. This. I. I might put this on Christmas present list. Christmas list. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate. That's that that covers a lot of areas I don't have right now. I mean, I've got a Telecaster body sitting around, but I don't have sort of like the the Gretsch pickup style. I don't. Yeah, you don't really have anything with Filtertrons in it right now. I, um, I have. I honestly, I I haven't had anything with Filtertrons in it for a long time. Yeah, and it gets into that Harley Benton pricing range too. So. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I need to. Yeah, the girlfriend's gonna ask me what I want for my birthday and Christmas, and I need to figure. I might get a Harley Benton. Just tell her I want a Harley Benton. You know who I could really see going after this is people who were um, sitting on the Veritas. Uh huh. But Veritas is too expensive or a long wait list. But like that praise and worship guitar player. Oh, for sure. This kind of scratches that itch at like yeah. Squire pricing. Yeah, is it? I wonder if it's on Amazon. Because I mean, a lot of this probably not cheaper brand. You, it's a UK brand, so share gold. Let's see. But, um, no. I, and last on the guitars for this session, um, one I w- I think I'm, I'm most excited about for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So Gibson has teamed up with Miranda Lambert to create a signature bluebird, which is a hummingbird all in blue. But you want to know what? Just don't take a selfie with it. Especially while she's playing. Yeah. I know. That's right. <laughs> um, so I'm just happy to see this on so many levels because I think we were talking a while ago about how um, Gibson needs more signature female artists. Like yeah. They just Fender made a big push on it and it it. it I'm glad to see it there, but like Gibson hasn't really. And Gibson's kind of locked in this tradition side of it. And Mm -hmm. simultaneously one Miranda Lambert is a great artist that fits the brand in the ethos of like historical models and keeping tradition alive. And then two, this, this model is signature ish enough while not like, I, I, I wouldn't think this butchers the history of the hummingbird. Right actually right. like it's it's a nice color scheme feature set it's got a historic bridge on it you know all those kind of things really play well to it so very nice i'm trying and to figure out how much no, no. is it i mean it's not it's more expensive than a normal hummingbird at 4650 but it looks really good too like usually blue guitars don't look that good this one 
blue acoustic guitars um but this one looks great acoustic guitars with and and non-traditional colors are really a tough thing sometimes yeah black tends to go okay and sunburst and that's about it yep and then wood yeah natural or aged lacquer yeah yeah uh, all right. Speaking of aged, Friedman and Jake E. Lee roll out the Red Tolex for a fire-breathing new signature amp that balances 70s plexi tones with 80s aggression and a little more scream. I don't like. Is Jake E. Lee still kind of relevant? Remember how last time I asked, I don't even know who Jake E. Lee is, and you were like, "Oh yeah, you don't know this," and they, you turned on the Southern accent a little harder and started talking about him. Why the Southern accent? He played for Ozzy. I don't know. But you did oh okay anywho like he's just he's just not relevant is my thing i think i mean i guess friedman's kind of friedman's clientele is really in that era though i mean so the 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 20 watt marshall is a hot topic right now like you're seeing a bunch of people kind of try to fill up that market yeah and frankly friedman makes marshalls right so there you go <clears throat> if you need a 20 watt 70s plexi there you go and how much is this one uh three grand maybe oh no oh wait the speaker is 1700 or 700 and the amp is 1700 so, so not that bad no it's really not horrible for a signature you know Friedman amp, yeah. Honestly, but if I'm gonna Friedman, I'm getting the uh, uh, shit. Allison Chains, Jerry Cantrell. Thank mm-hmm. you. So let's see. All right, Sun Amps reveals first new post-resurrection product page. Who resurrected them again? I forgot. Uh wasn't Quilter, was it? No. Mm-mm it was we talked about this last week. oh fender and mission engineering mission engineering is reviving what... it because fender still owns the rights yeah i don't i've never played a sun amp that i've absolutely loved so i really don't have an opinion on this yeah i mean they still don't have the beta lead out right so well that's isn't that what's there's in this picture here there's a beta lead in that picture but it's actually supposed to be featuring the 100s oh so ultra linear tube heads so they're going to be super 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 clean and loud but it still talks about the beta lead and beta base amps are priced 7.99 and the preamp versions are 6.99 oh so they did do a beta yeah this is what happens when we don't read things before we start talking about them well that would make it more boring <laughs> just to be honest with you if you expect that of this show at this point and not of diaz like come on fuck y'all being prepared no <laughs> yeah all right well, speaking be- of being prepared and being embarrassed by it um kemper has finally launched the liquid profiling update and my kemper has literally been sitting on the floor next to my computer for two weeks now and i've yet to update it i i want you to update it because i want to see i want you to like kind of a b a liquid profile versus the normal profile and they're going to sound identical okay so what liquid profiling does is it adds a simulated eq to the capture that's already taken okay and so the old kemper eq was like a post eq like a studio eq 
This one is um, supposed to simulate the... Um, An actual amp EQ. If you actually adjusted the amp EQ. So what you effectively do is you're like, hey, this is a Fender profile. Apply a Fender EQ curve to it. Okay, so and that gives what, you the knobs. And if you like, you load a Vox now. Instead of having the bass, middle, treble presence, now you have a cut knob and a tone knob. So now that you've explained it to me like that, yeah. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm guessing that the big deal is because it's a profile, right? Doing that. So quad cortex. If you EQ an amp in there, is that the is it the post like studio EQ? Or are you or is it kind of the same thing? Is this is this totally brand new? What the, the the liquid profile thing? Kind of just the fact of being able of changing it to EQing, like being able to like digitally EQ the amp instead of like a post. Like so, if you were to change the amp EQ in the quad cortex, are you just doing pretty much what Kemper was doing beforehand, just doing the post? Kind yes. Of studio? Yes. Okay. That, that's the way the quad cortex one and the tone X one works. Okay. Um, I now, believe. Like line, like like with my LT, it's a modeler though, so yes. it's not it's not a capture. The doing it with a capture is the new thing. Correct. The only uh, the only thing would be like if you threw an EQ on an IR. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's an EQ control on your IR loader, but like if there was one there, that that's effectively what's happening. Right? Okay. Um. Now Kemper always had that gain knob control where you could kind of back down the gain on the the thing. Yeah. Quad Cortex does it too. Um, there's allegedly this kind of thing. There was like a dispute with AxeFX if there was a patent yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I haven't uh, seen anything since, but... I'm, I'm sure that there was a C&D or a kind of shut your mouth thing go on. So. <laughs> but uh, here we are. It's still running. So this is, I, I want to I hear what... I would like you to mess with it and be able to tell me what you think. Is it the question is, is it as amazing and worthwhile as is kind of going on? So or people are th- saying, I think what's going to happen is um, I think a lot of people have used a Kemper and went, the EQ doesn't feel right. Yeah. Right. And the reality is a Kemper has always been dial in the amp perfect and preserve that snapshot. Right. Uh, right. In time. Um, and then, like, if you need to clean it up and post for, like, and, and guitar players don't like that, but reco- recording people do. The, right? I think the problem is, is people think you're profiling the entire amp. Yeah. When you're actually, like you said, saving a snapshot of the sound that you really, really like. Yeah. And then, like, if you buy an amp pack from somebody like Tone Junkies or something like that, you're getting 30 profiles and you're like, this is overwhelming, right? Right. So, hypothetically, this might actually let the profiler act more like a modeler right okay so i think it might be a little more user accessible than it used to be but at this time the kemper's getting a little long in the tooth you're seeing the values of them drop i think it's it's kind of it's getting out of favor despite the kemper being fantastic right still sounds amazing the the problem is is it's the old thing and there's new toys and they're more portable and easier to use and touch screens and the the menu you get option paralysis with the kemper the learning curve's really high i think the quad cortex has a much lower learning curve and like the tone x is dead simple because it's just the amp right there's compression and reverb but like it's really just the amp right so it's a little more 
um, accessible. Whereas like the Kemper can be your whole rig. See, but I think the thing with the Kemper is, is I, I think, you know, when we're looking at it, we're looking at guitar players who play live a lot. I think the Kemper is still probably like the, the studio of like use of it. Mm hmm. And the touring use for the for people who use racks. If, is if really you're hard. a touring guitar player who doesn't own a Kemper, I think you're a fool. Like if you're touring with amps and you don't have a Kemper in the back that just has profiled your touring amp rig. Yeah. Like what what are you doing? Just have one of these in a rack as your backup. Instead oh, of like sure. four extra um amp heads. Mm-hmm. But I also like because you, you go to those places where like I think it was Pete Wentz was touring with um like four ampeg like eight by tens or whatever, and then and he just had be. a sans amp. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that the sans amps which were in the front of house. Um, right, right, yeah, and, I, and, and and then oh, that's I mean a lot of people do that too. They 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 have something to run front of house and run the main speakers, and then they have something for some stage volume. Yeah. And the good thing about that is, is because you don't have to blast that amp, or you don't have to worry about miking all that stuff. I mean, sure they're going to put a mic in front of it, but it's probably not going to do you doing anything. And I mean, you you can put it on the ground behind the cab, so no one sees it, no one calls you yep. out for not using amps. But like, if you don't have one of these in the truck with your profiles of your rig, what you, I think you're. This is the most obvious quick fix for any touring guitar player. Oh, one hundred percent so all right let's keep let's move on because i'm tired of talking. especially since you can get one for like 1100 bucks now yeah and the best part is because there's no sign of a kemper too and i mean it, 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 that's one of those things too when you see the price start to drop on something and it gets old you get really worried that like oh well, i'm gonna buy this and then the new thing's gonna come out the Not kemper's like kemper. 10 plus years old now oh yeah 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 definitely double digits and everything um all right so boss has an acoustic guitar amp Yay! It's kind it's of a like it's it's a katana. It's not a katana, but it's a katana. Uh, it's got uh, onboard uh, drums and stuff. Yeah, rhythm box. Hmm. And a looper. Hmm. Oh, air feel. I want it to feel dry. It's actually it can run on batteries, even though there's not a battery built into it. Well, the good thing, and and there's a mic input. Like, Which is good is a, for acoustic guitar players. Buskers. Yeah, buskers. This, yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, heck, I'm going to get one of these and go sit on the street. I mean, they're, the Katana's had a acoustic in. Yeah, but this has the mic. This is the full yeah. package. That That's pretty cool. Um, so this is going to be running about $400. It's probably going to be light as all can be, too. I would assume so. Um, yeah. Pretty I small. I dig it. Like, I think it's it's definitely not something that should be like looked down upon in any way no it's got the whole boss multi-effects thing built into it too right um i don't know i know there's a reverb it's no. 10 watts stereo five watts by two um there's a reverb and a reverb and delay the speakers are only five inch twin cone speakers which means they have a high frequency driver in them that's what twin cone means um rhythm box with 15 different patterns we talked yeah, about this, this is only a foot wide and eight inches deep yeah it's small uh can be run on eight double a batteries 
Oh, $400 for something that small. It better sound really good. Well, I think this is more closer to like the bias, um, the positive grid bias that amp, right? Like it's, it's more like that size. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I'm, not, I'm trying to find the weight because it's got to be super little, like light little thing, right? Yeah. Um, it can do Bluetooth, Bluetooth audio and MIDI. Oh, MIDI? It's got, it's got a little module around the back thing for Bluetooth. That's cool. Foot switch for the rhythm box and looper. You could just use this as a Bluetooth speaker too if you wanted. Just yeah, it's got an aux in on the back of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's USB connectivity, so I'm sure you can go in and use a, some sort of editor. Yeah. If needed or something. I don't know. Maybe that's how they do. It's eight pounds and 14 ounces. So just under nine pounds. Oh, that is pretty, it's pretty light. light, man. I mean, it's, it's a 10 and a half inches tall, eight and a half inches wide. Like this is literally something you say, Hey, toss deep. me that. You could almost toss it. Yeah. No, not almost. I, I'm, you could toss this wireless MIDI if you want. Oh, so it probably uses the... Like it can the, do the mi wireless MIDI expression pedal and, or a wireless yeah. foot switch. Yeah. Or you can do the wired one too, but... You can tweak settings remotely? Yeah. There's an iOS app for it? Mm-hmm. So it cool. can do nickel metal hydride um, double A's, so you can do rechargeable double A's in it. How many double A's does it take? Eight. Oh! But it does have... Yeah, I mean, you still got normal power. So yeah, it has an AC adapter for nine volts. Yeah. 400 milliamp power draw so technically you could run it off most pedal board you power run off metal that's not a horrible idea yeah if you got like your looper pedal and like you could just put it on your board yeah you could just like you could lay it flat you could like just have a little you could just have a little whip that's coming off your pedal board and you just feed it to that um also it's phantom power for the mic <sighs> Right, this thing's pretty dang cool. Like I we like when you start yeah. kind of digging into it, like it just has to sound good. You know how I can see buying this? This Who? could sound really weird. I think my therapist wants this. Yeah. He, he he's a big acoustic folk guy. Yeah. It's not this it's it yeah, that's crazy. You okay. know what's also crazy? It's the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode, and we're almost at an hour. Oh, thank you guys for dealing with us. Um, I really hope to, this like, echo that I'm hearing in my ears is not on the recording. So I bad. don't hear an echo. Oh, thank God. So you never asked me that. I would have told you that from the beginning. It would have been a less stressful episode. If I wanted your help, <laughs> you would have asked for it. No, you wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> Anywho, all right, guys. Uh, thanks to Electromotive Sound Co. for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to our patrons who support our show. Um, also, Go check out theeffectslip.com. It has links to everything. Uh, you can find links to the products in the show notes and links to all the stuff in the show notes, right? Yeah, I still do that. Okay, I'm just making sure. I don't actually check. So um, he's like, I haven't done them in, in two years. Hey, Diaz, scroll all the way bottom to the bottom of our script. Okay. But this is old stuff. Yeah, that's last week's episode notes, but also look what the bottom is. Hot dogs are sandwiched. That has been on every episode for six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. The, the slow roll prank. All right, guys. Well, everyone, hope you, you have a good week. Um, 
we uh we kind of discussed and possibly move into every other week but i think we'll see what happens i think the news is better when we do it yeah so all right guys uh, my dog is saying it's time to go so adios bye